Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Reverend Karen L. Washington, pastor of New Elizabeth AMA Church located in Newark, Delaware. This week's sermon title is Trusting God Through the Storms of Life. Although it will be nice to believe otherwise, problems and trials are an inevitable part of life. At times when things are going well, life is smooth sailing. At other times, we are faced with stormy seas and feel hopelessly adrift. The storm-tossed occasions make us wonder where our lives are going or how to take the next step with restored confidence. The only hope a sailor has of surviving a storm and navigating an ocean is a heavy fixed reference point that enables them to discover where they are and where they are heading. The first navigators kept it in sight of land using familiar landmarks. When marinas dared to push beyond the sight of land, they still needed to find a fixed point of reference, so they looked to the heavens. As knowledge grew and celestial navigation developed, the primary reference point for navigators in the northern hemisphere became the North Star Polaris. Our North Star is the Trion God, revealed in the Lord Jesus Christ. We possess the words and works of Jesus in the Bible. In it, we can hear his voice. We stand at the cross and wonder at the depth of his love. We stand before the open tomb and recognize his power. We have his spirit living within us to personalize his presence. He is the fixed point, the north star, or to use his description of himself, the bright and morning star. He helps us navigate through the storms of life and brings us out whole. Join us for worship Sunday, August the 8th at 9 a.m. in person at New Elizabeth AME Church, 250 Corporate Boulevard, Newark, Delaware, Facebook Live and YouTube to hear this message. God bless you. Although it would be nice to believe otherwise, problems and trials are inevitable an inevitable part of life. At times when things are going well, life feels like it's smooth sailing. At other times, we are faced with stormy seas and feel hopelessly adrift. The storm-tossed occasions make us wonder where our lives are going or how to take the next step with restored confidence. The only hope a sailor has of surviving a storm and navigating an ocean is to have a fixed reference point that enables them to discover where they are and where they are heading. The first navigators kept in sight of land using familiar landmarks. When marinas dared to push beyond the sight of land, they still needed to find a fixed point of reference. So they looked to the heavens as knowledge grew and celestial navigation developed. The primary reference point for navigators in the northern hemisphere became the North Star. Our North Star is the true on God revealed in our Lord Jesus Christ. We possess the words and the works of Jesus in his word. In it, we hear his voice. We stand at the cross and wonder at the depth of his love. We stand before the open tomb and recognize his power. We have his spirit living within us to personalize his presence. He is the fixed point, the north star, or what we call the bright and morning star. 
He is the one that helps us navigate through the storms of life. That even though we may go through some difficult times, if we keep our eyes fixed on him, he will bring us out whole. We may have some bruises. We may have experienced some ups and downs. But we need to know and understand that a storm passes by, amen, somebody, and that in the midst of the storm, that we ought not focus on the presence around us, but keep our eyes on the landmark in which we got to get to. Hallelujah. For any building, the foundation is critical. It must be deep enough and solid enough to stand the weight of the building and other stresses that come along with it. Lives are like buildings, and the quality of their foundation will determine the quality of how strong they can stand. Too often, inferior materials are used, and when tests come, lives crumble. A few weeks ago, we saw the building, amen, that lost its foundation. And when it lost its foundation, not only was the building lost, but lives were lost with it. And I'm saying all that to say is that in this thing called life, we get through the storms of life and we navigate through by having a solid foundation in Christ because at times the testing of life becomes unbearable that we feel like we can't make it through the storm. But I want us to know that God is woke. Hallelujah, somebody. The book of Job tells us a story of Job, who was a, the man of God. It is a dripping drama of riches to rags and rags to riches. Amen. Somebody. Job was tested in a way that many of us probably wouldn't make it through. With a life filled with prestige, possessions, and people, he was suddenly assaulted on every side. His life was devastated. He was stripped from everything that he owned and everybody that he loved. The foundation that many of us would think was taken from him. But the problem was, and the, and the blessing was, that his life was built on the foundation of Christ. And because his life was built on the foundation of Christ, he endured. Job was a prosperous farmer living in the land of Oz. He had thousands of sheep and camels and livestock. He had a large family and many servants. And here we go. Suddenly, uh, Satan shows up, the accuser of the brethren. <laughs> he will even show up uh, for those of us that walk uprightly in God. And here he does showing up and saying to God that the reason why Job trusts you so much and the reason why Job worships you like he worships you uh, is because he is wealthy and everything is going well for him. But the minute you take it away from him, he will curse you. And so God said, well, go ahead. Try him then. And so Job lost everything that he had. I mean, in an instant, suddenly. Report after report after report gave laws. And even his wife said to him, 
Why do you still worship this God? Because in the midst of losing everything, what Job did was get on his knees and worship God. And what he said is, God give it and God take it away. He was acknowledging there who God was. And whether I was rich or whether I'm not rich, I still choose to worship God. And then here we are again in the council in the court of heaven and the angels are coming before the Lord and here comes Satan again. And he said the only reason why he can still worship you is because you protected his body. But if I afflict him, I guarantee you he will not worship you. And so God said go ahead. Have your way. Now I know many of you may be asking why in the world Will God allow Satan to have his way with Job? Number one, I want you to understand that he couldn't do anything without God's permission. Come on, somebody. Uh, he had to ask permission to be able to afflict Job. And so it was. Job developed sores all over his body. I mean, I couldn't even imagine what Job was going through. Here he was, a man that everything was going well. And then everything taken. And now, here he is, sores all over him. The friends that he had abandoned him. Those that surrounded him because of all his riches and his wealth. Uh, we're not there anymore. And even his friends that had showed up uh, began to accuse him and, 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 and say, you must have done something. You must have sinned against God in some way. Because if you had not sinned, uh, then these things wouldn't be happening to you. But not necessarily, everybody. Yes, we go through different things in life for different reasons. And some of it is because we have brought sin on ourselves, but not all the time. In this instance, God was teaching Job something. Not only was he teaching Job something, my God, my God, I hear you. But he was demonstrating to Satan, my God, that the power a child of God has when they can keep their eye fixed on the author and the finisher of their faith. My God, my God. And so interesting enough, Job said, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. But it's something when people put things in your ears and in the midst of his affliction and in his pain, how do you navigate through such pain? And many of us are going through all different types of pain. And it was a struggle. And Job began to admit, this is hard. I still trust you. But God, I don't understand. He began to question God. But God, I don't understand. I've been a child of God. I've done everything. My friends told me, listen, you need to repent to God and then pray. And God and, and, and Job said, I ain't got nothing to repent about because I'm good. And I pray. But yet I'm still going through what I'm going through. And I know many of you can relate to Job. You're saying, God, I have prayed. And God, I've been obedient. And God, I've done everything that you asked me to do. But God said sometimes you got to get in the fire that you may come out pure as gold. That's what Job said. Yet though he slay me, I will trust in him and I will come out like gold. Hallelujah. 
somebody. Job begins to say, God, I don't understand why I'm being punished this way. And then God begins to give him some dialogue. He didn't answer Job's question. But what God began to lay out for Job was who he was. And began to ask Job, were you the one that opened up the heavens? Were you the one that created heaven and earth? Were you the one that fought all these battles? Are you the one that created the moons and the stars in the atmosphere? God began to really lay down who he is, sovereign God. And because who I am, how dare you question me that has no knowledge of who I am. And many of us do the same thing that Job had. We don't we think we know him, but if we knew him like we thought we knew him, we would not question who he is. God, I mean, he began to really go in at Job. You have no knowledge. You have no understanding. Uh, who I am uh, because uh, I'm the one that parts the Red Seas of life. Uh, I'm the one uh, that brings down barriers. Uh, I'm the one uh, that brought down the walls uh, of Jericho. Uh, I'm the one. Uh, governments, uh, politicians, uh, everything uh, is in my hands. Uh, your life uh, is in my hands. Uh, and despite uh, what you're going through, I'm still God. Do not question who I am. Do not question my integrity. Still God. In the midst of the pain, you still got to trust him. BJ, no matter how bad it gets, Tanya, in life, God is saying, I'm still what I said that I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can trust me before, why can't you trust me now? If you say you believe every word in my book, then I don't care if it takes one year, two years, three years, four years, five years, I'm still God. And just like Paul who, 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 who begged, take this thorn away from me. Sometimes God's going to leave that thorn in the side just so you remember who's the one, BJ, you depend on. Who's the one that you call on. Who's the one that orchestrates life. And then here comes Job's response. He had a quick wake-up call. Sometimes God got to give us a wake-up call. <laughs> we don't always like what the wake-up call <laughs> looks like. <laughs> we don't always like when God shuts the doors. But I'm telling you, uh, it ain't always the devil. <laughs> God is saying some things. <laughs> it is me, it is me, it is me. <laughs> because I got to get you to a place. I'm getting to it where Job said, I knew you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had heard of you <laughs> with my ears. But now, <laughs> now that I've been through something, and you've been there on my side. Now that I struggled, some real struggle and everything was taken from me, I know what it means to lean on God. I have seen you now. My God, my God, he begins to admit, uh-huh, 
Job begins to acknowledge some things. In verse 2, he confesses that God, you're the sovereign one. He admits, I know that you are the one that can do everything. He acknowledges and he says to God, your purpose will never be withheld from you. In other words, that wake-up call is, in the midst of all this, God, you can still heal me. You can still restore every single thing I lost. I didn't know what I was saying, God, because I was speaking out of my pain. I was speaking out of my tribulation. I was speaking out of the fire. I was speaking out of the test. In the midst of all that, I said some things that I had no right saying because they did not align. Somebody say align to who you are. I know, God, you can do everything, and you have a purpose. He said, your purpose will not be withheld from you. In other words, that means in the midst of his pain, there was purpose. Come on, somebody. In the midst of your struggle, there is purpose. In the midst of your disappointment, there is purpose. In the midst of your affliction, there is purpose purpose in the midst of feeling lost God said I need you to understand the purpose that I designed from the beginning will not be withheld because he that begun it will see it to completion and we got to know and understand that God is the one that sees us through we got to trust him even when the lights are turned off come on somebody we got to trust him when the money in the bank goes low, we got to trust him. When only a few people are entering up in the sanctuary, we got to trust that God's plan is his plan. And he will restore, somebody say restore, everything that the canker worm has eaten. In verse 3, he confesses that the truth, that God's wisdom makes his own wisdom look like arrogance or ignorance. He said, I've uttered those things I did not understand. Two things too wonderful for me to know. And he said, I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said it. Because a day in our eyes, a thousand to you, and a thousand days to you is a, I mean, to us is a day for you. He said, I shouldn't have said it. And then in verse 6, he confesses the truth that he is guilty of a despicable sin of questioning who God is. And then the one that I want to focus on, my God, my God, I'm going back to it. I have heard of you. Mm. Many of us have heard of him. Mm -hmm. He said, but, and I, I heard you with my ears, but now my eyes see you. And if I can just reflect the moment of, because all of us have gone through different experiences in life. And if you can reflect on what you've been through in life. Some of us knew God, right? We knew his word. We studied his word. We knew that he's a blessing to my life. He's did all these things. But it's something when we go through something, we can see God and God reveals himself in a total different way. He experienced the sovereignty of God, the power of his hand acknowledging that there is nothing too hard for him I see you now God uh -huh. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Many of us get so caught up. And God said, get it together. Put your eyes on me when you're going through. Uh-huh. When it gets hard and unbearable, here I am. You need that fixed point, just like the sailor, in order to survive it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. To survive it, we got to keep our eyes fixed, he said, on him. And so Job, praise be to God, he worshiped him in the midst of it. And it's interesting, you know, we can go backwards and forth. One minute we're praising him, one minute we're doubting him, one minute we're singing to glory, and one minute we're saying we can't. When God says, I can do all, we can do all things through him that gives us strength, we got to call on the strength of God, my sister. When things get too hard and too bearable, God said, I hear your cry. All you got to do is call on the strength of God and God will show up. We got to trust God no matter what it looks like, no matter what people have said to us, we still got to trust God because God is saying, listen, Job, this is what you want to do. This is what you're going to do after he repented. He said, now, God was upset at his friends because they lied. What they spoke wasn't the truth. They thought they knew. You know how we judge people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we say certain things like we know. And, and, and God said to the friends, you ought to repent. Go back and repent. And then he says, Job, now they're going to repent. Now you ought to forgive. And he says, and when you forgive, I want you to pray for them, Job. I want you to let it go. Every single thing they said, because you got to remember that sometimes the devil is behind it, right? Uh, even though I allowed it, the devil said, let me have at him. So when the devil said, let me have at him, uh, he touched his body. Uh, he took away everything he owned, but he was even speaking to his friends, making him doubt God. That's what the devil does. He speaks to people, places, and things to make you doubt who God is. But God is the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He has not changed who he is. He has not changed his purpose and plans for your life. We ought to stand on his purpose and plans for our lives. That we may reach our final destiny. And then he puts the icing on the cake. He restored everything. That was taken from Job. He gave Job double. Come on, somebody. For his trouble. So don't look at your trouble. My God. I hope today you see God. That you look at your trouble. That you look at what you've been going through. That you look at what you've been struggling with. In a different way. Come on, somebody. He said, I'm giving you double for your trouble. Double because you trusted me through the process. Even when you were scraping those sores off your body. Even when they were bleeding. And pus was come out of it. Some of you are so broken that you're bleeding huh? and pus uh, is coming out of it. And God is saying, I'm still your God. I'm still here with you. Huh? Which makes me as I'm close, jump over to Matthew, the eighth chapter. Huh? They are in the boat. Huh? Uh-huh. The disciples and Jesus is with them. Uh-huh. A storm huh? begins raging huh? while they're in the boat. Huh? And come on, somebody. Huh? We are in this thing called life. Huh? We're in the boat. And then the storm kept running, and the disciple got fearful and afraid of the storm. Jesus, they 
looked at him and said, it's sleeping. Now I know they were wondering how in the world can Jesus be asleep in the boat while the storm of life is raging all around us. Well, they woke up Jesus and said, Jesus, wake up. Can't you see the storm of life raging all around me? Jesus say you a little faith you thought I was asleep but I was woke and you gotta know today that Jesus neither sleeps nor his slumbers God has it all under the control Jesus speaks to the storm and says be still and the storm was still he said, why are you afraid? You of little faith. I was not asleep. And we need to know today, how do you trust God through the storms of life? <laughs> how do you navigate through your pain and your struggle? You can't just know them. You got to see them. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got you to gotta be like Job that said this. He says, uh, if a man dies, shall he live again? <laughs> Some of us are going through dying experience. It may not be a physical death, <laughs> but sometimes it takes a dying experience for God to do what he needs to do. He said, if a man dies, shall he not live again? He says, all the days of my appointed time, some virgins say, all the days of my service or sacrifice. He said, guess what? I will wait until my change comes. Come on, somebody. Hey, BJ, I'm going to wait until my change comes. We can't give up on God. Despite it all, you got to wait until your change comes. Then Job says, though he slay me, Yea, will I hope in him. Do not lose hope. He said, I will surely defend my way to his face. He says, but he knows the way that I will take. But he has tested me. He says, I will come forth as gold. So don't look at your situation in despair. Whatever challenge or obstacles or Whatever you may be going through this pandemic, as I said earlier, the pandemic brought change, but not change purpose. Huh? God is very purposeful in what he does. If you are a child of God, and if you claim him, you better know just like Job knew. It's not just about hearing him. You know, it's not that Job didn't experience God before. He did. But he experienced him when all things was going good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He experienced it when everything was well, everything was kosher. But let something happen. That's what the Satan, the accuser, was trying to do. So we ought to be just like Job did. That if Satan, the accuser of the brethren, comes to God and says, they only praise you like that because of this. But I bet you if, you, if you allow me to touch this, they won't. I'm a witness. We got to love him at the bottom of our heart. We got to know, like BJ's know, that he is my friend. That if I can trust anybody with my life, with my destiny, 
with my career paths, with my family, with my marriage, with my body is God himself. And guess what, y'all? God doesn't disappoint. He gives us double for our trouble. Come on and give God some praise today. Can you give God some praise today? Can you receive him today? Can you glorify his name today? Thank you for listening to the Reach, Reclaim, and Transform Lives podcast. I pray you were inspired and refreshed. If you'd like to learn more about New Elizabeth Amy Church or hear more episodes from this podcast, please visit our website at www.newelizabethamec.org. You can also find us on Facebook or in your favorite podcast platforms such as iTunes or Spotify. Until next week, stay blessed.